0: This time on No, Not the Mind Probe, episode number 13, ooh, unlucky, Uh, the horror, the horror. John, this week's episode has a werewolf in it, very scary, and also, may I say, a huge hassle to take care of, because look, if Mm -hmm. you're going to get a werewolf, you want to do the right thing and adopt and get one Mm -hmm. from a shelter, but they're just a nightmare to train, and then you just have a house full of enormous mounds of werewolf poo, and of course, dead children they'll definitely eat any delicious children you have lying around so you're gonna want to watch out for that you have to clip their nails yeah but you want to get a designer werewolf from a breeder right because of course you know, that's
1: cool yeah you end up with one of those ones like in the twilight movies like one of the you know those are really good looking yeah, the
0: shirtless ones <laughs>
1: to no not the mind probe that's if the mind probe pushed you off a cliff and you're like you realize you're like you're shocked oh no it's the mind probe i should have Uh, known um anyway a podcast where we watch and rank every single doctor who story ever my name is john grant and i am a lifelong doctor who fan i've been watching it for 35 coming on 36 years
0: coming up coming up quick on the (laughs) outside the 36 years (laughs) My name is Porter Mason, and John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 25 years, or near almost 26, mm-hmm. and I finally said yes. And each episode of this stinking podcast, we'll look at two Doctor Who stories. There are a lot of them. We're just going to look at two. Uh, we're gonna. So we're, we're going through the new. Two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're going through the new series in order. So, just to break this down for you, the one we watched last week, we're going to watch the next one sequentially. Stop writing in and asking us. To review, you know, uh, can we watch last season season finale? No, idiot. No, we can't. We're going to watch the one that followed last week's episode. And we're I sorry, mean, this it, is it unclear.
1: Just... We're sorry. By, by episode 13, we haven't straightened this <sighs> out <Saturday> for everyone. <laughs> this is it's it. Just this is for real, people. Infuriating. We're through working class here.
0: <laughs> Anyway, and then pairing right. with the new Who episode, our Doctor Who curator, John, pairs that with a, a story from classic Doctor Who from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, John, what do we have in store for this episode of new No Demand Probe?
1: Uh, uh, we have the, the uh, second uh, David Tennant episode in, in the mm. radio series, uh, Tooth and Claw, taking us to Scotland and Queen Victoria, um, and then uh, since we made, remade, or this is, is a take on classic horror of the werewolf movie, we decided to rocket back um, to the second Doctor's era for Tomb of the Cybermen and the remake of a classic mummy movie um, more primarily just because we hadn't watched a second Doctor episode yet and I was looking for some excuse to shoot. Horn that in there as well, so it worked out.
0: No, but 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 to be clear, no shoehorns in these episodes. <laughs> no shoehorns. Okay, okay. Well, let's recap the episodes. <laughs> Welcome to the recaps of this episode, John. First, we're gonna we're gonna go and we're ahead recap the new who episode Tooth. And Claw, I have one of those things and not another one. I have, well, I have more than one tooth. Let's be clear. (laughs) Hold on. This is a podcast, so people can't see imagery here. But I I do have all the teeth. Spell the mystery right away. Okay. Believe me, baby. (laughs) I got all 32 teeth. They're glorious. Just don't worry about that. Uh, All right. Episode two, uh, season two Mm -hmm. of the new series released on the 22nd of April, two thousand. And six, and we have a clip—a scary clip, I bet. You're right. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, ma'am. It's all my fault. Should've sent you away.
1: I tried to suggest something was wrong. I thought you might notice. Did you think there was nothing strange about my household stuff? Well, they were bold, athletic. Your wife's away. I just thought you were happy.
0: I tell you what, though, ma'am. I bet you're not amused now.
1: Do you think this funny? No, I'm, I'm sorry. What exactly? I pray, tell me, someone, please. What exactly is that creature? You'd call it a werewolf, but technically it's more of a lupine
0: wavelength, a veriform. And
1: should I trust you, sir? You who change your voice so easily? What happened to your accent?
0: Oh, right, sorry. I'd not
1: have it. No,
0: sir, not you. Not that thing. None of it. This is not my world. It, it's not her world. Yes. Brutal, um, brutal Come queen. in command performance from uh from Queen Elizabeth there. Great great uh, performance well, Vic- there, Victoria. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, whatever. So the one recap of
1: already off to a, a rocking great start. Oh, boy.
0: One of the one of look, one, one, one of another one of your one of your white queens, John. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know, right? They've been casting the same queens for the last
0: like, <laughs> I 100 mean, years. Over come there. on. Oh, yeah. Total mess, total mess. Let's open it up a little. Let's get some <laughs> stunt casting on the next queen, please. All right, we open on monks, mm. badass monks, evil monks. Mm. And they roll into some old-timey English estate, and they kick everyone's ass. <laughs> Meanwhile.
1: <laughs> wearing bright red. It's like you should know these monks are trouble when they show up in red. I feel like that's just not enough. That's right, color,
0: that's you know. right. Meanwhile, on the TARDIS, the doctor and Rose flirt shamelessly. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much t- tension there. And the doctor, for like the fifth consecutive time, promises to take Rose to someplace in time and ends up taking her to a wildly different period of time. Um, instead of a 1970s rock concert that they were discussing, we end up in the 1870s. They run into a horse and carriage carrying none other than... Queen again I wrote Elizabeth here Anyway it's, it's not I'm important queen. It's really not important
1: I mean other than you the know, history the queen, with her husband bro. and the fact that It's, it's just critically you know, important to the whole the, story But other than that it's not <laughs> the, the,
0: the queen the, the big one The big one from the 1800s uh, Rose and the doctor are tickled Pink and the, twe- and the queen Not the tween The queen <laughs> turns out to be Turns out to be a real Hip lady yeah. And they we'll travel with her. They travel with her to, uh-oh, the same place the monks just totally trashed. And when they arrive, the monks are posing as servants of the house. And the head of the household tries to make it clear to the visitors that something is wrong. He's like, Ixnay on the bay. <laughs> These dudes are odalite, crazy unksmay, mm-hmm. your highness. Mm-hmm. But nobody is picking up what he's laying down, so they all come inside to set a spell. And uh, quickly they 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 realize everybody kind of realizes all sorts of weird stuff is is up, including right. and especially yeah. <laughs> they hear their yeah, own interstitial like, music. Is, this is creepy a music. music. Wait a minute, and they're like, "Wait, I read the full script of this episode. <laughs> I even know what happens at the end. Something's up." Um, there's a lot of fourth and fifth wall. Yeah, right. It's there. amazing. It's like a- um the oh so especially they all kind of come to the conclusion that there's a werewolf kept captive in the basement by the way uh and rose gets gets trapped down there with a uh, with a uh, wolfie mm-hmm. that's how she comes uh, to that conclusion she she puts two <laughs> yeah. and two together when she, when she sees yeah. the werewolf that's right that's right rose a gentleman and a scholar figures it out the doctor and the queen just kind of shoot the shoot the ish with the man of the house and the head monk, or I mean, he's a butler. He's posing as a butler. Well, you the said moon that such rises. disdain. Oh, he's a butler. <laughs> oh, sure. sure. <laughs> typical yeah, monk bu- behavior. <laughs> typical monk. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a real look. Flash forward here. I love this episode. I hate monks, mm, and I right, love that the, right. they're painted in such a bad light. Right, well, we're, that's finally the moon... out there now. Now we got to deal with that. That's out there the full moon rises and the head monk starts a chanting and the werewolf starts a howling and who boy, uh, the, the doctor frees Rose and everybody runs from the werewolf who eats people. Occasionally the queen kills the head monk, maybe question mark, mm. since it's not shown on screen. I am definitely skeptical about that. I, where's the body. Don't see the body. Mm. Ooh, I don't know. Um, the, uh, they all escape to a room laced with mistletoe. And we kind of learned that mistletoe keeps the werewolves, which are actually alien baddies. We heard the, the, the lupine uh, hysteriform, Emoform whatever. Or we just whatever. heard it. in the yeah, it is something. Um, that's the only, and it's funny you asked about this last episode. That is the brief hand waving of like, Oh, it's actually science. Yeah. It's not say say Bye, it's, yeah. It's, it's bye, bye everybody. Let's move on. <clears throat> um, So, the Doctor realizes that the Queen's snazzy, big-ass diamond is the key to turning the estate's telescope into a wolf atomizer. And he kills the wolf, and we're safe. Long live the Queen. The Doctor and Rose are knighted. Everyone lives happily ever after, except a good bit of the people who've been eaten. (laughs) And... Also, the doctor and Rose, who the Queen promptly banishes from England hmm. because they're just freaking her out with yeah. all their stuff. I can't with and this right I, now. Basically, I can't. The Queen cannot. <laughs> uh, and after they leave, the Queen declares that this estate will become the center of a British task force designed to protect the country. She basically says, "We now know." Uh, she goes X Files on them. She basically, yep. there's something out there now, and yep. we know that. So this is going to protect us. We're going to set up an institute to protect us from the supernatural and from alien, alien baddies. And she calls it. She's like, hey, by the way, uh, lady of the house, what's the name of this estate? Oh, torchwood what Wow! it's all coming together so that's and the, this is and how the queen's torchwood like that's an anagram of doctor who I mean,
1: weird.
0: and then the queen the queen says torchwood and then she drops a smoke bomb and walks <laughs> off <laughs> or she or or it's actually more of a bad boy scene she's like the torchwood institute and then as she walks away she like double clicks her her car key and then torchwood <laughs> explodes behind her it's bad boys five queen victoria <laughs> Uh, anyway, John, I think Anyways. basically I got yeah. it. I mean, that, that's basically it. Yeah, you know? John, other than yeah. the queen's name and, and a lot of other <laughs> the stuff, basics of the queen's name.
1: <laughs> uh, and of course, at the end, they they spend. Uh, I think Russell T. Davies just really wanted to get this joke in, and, and they contort themselves quite a bit to suggest that possibly the royal family are werewolves. Uh, yeah, he
0: didn't way. need to. Like, yes, and and I, he clearly had these facts <laughs> that he wanted yeah. to like because it was already there. Like, yeah. even you could have even just said, "Wait, is that a cut?" Like, ma'am. Are, are you sure no, no no it's fine and then that's enough you don't really need yeah. it but yeah he clearly had these few facts he wanted to. So. yeah really want to get in um, is this written by Russell T Davies yes yeah it's written by
1: Russell T. davies it's a really I it's a great episode it's one of my favorites uh of the new series um it's uh it's the pace is really good. It rockets along. Um, it has the uh, you know you got to we got to think back to the time and it was the it was the tail end of the crouching tiger hidden dragon years with the the, the monks doing the wire work in the air. Right, the right. It like, did remind me of Tr- crouching yeah. tiger. It's like oh yeah okay that that was a thing we all thought was great for a while. Um, uh, it was
0: fun. I mean, it was fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't. The monks, I mean, um, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh uh it's also the cgi is not bad for tv pretty for the good. time yeah, yeah the wolf is is pretty well done uh which was pretty good they um, may just
0: be learning to sort of use it more judiciously and yeah. focus on it in the right way they didn't mix it with anything practical every time you well pretty much i mean like yeah. once he's a wolf it's not practical at all right yeah
1: um, they could not
0: get a good wolf actor they were just
1: like, like <laughs> no everyone was a disaster wow. and they the world union is they, <laughs> they brought in the one from work twilight work. and he's like i'm just a man with a shirt off and they're like but do you turn into a wolf at any point point?" and he's just like no and nah, just, just go no. away um disappointing I, yeah a lot of I keep on say taylor swift who... but that's not it <laughs>
0: <laughs> taylor lautner yeah there you um, <laughs> it's funny taylor that you say that because it's funny how, like, the people of Doctor Who, they work on a TV show, but when they consider other TV shows, they're confused that the reality of the TV <laughs> show isn't the real world. They're like, what? You're not a werewolf? But I watched the movie. You, you <laughs> turned into a werewolf. They're like, no, no. We're a show like you. Like, it's just, it's, it's yeah. movie magic. I don't understand any of that.
1: Yeah, you know, We don't leave Cardiff. How do we know? How do we Doctor
0: know? Doctor Who, but... Bunch of simpletons over in Wales.
1: Um, let's see. They um uh this was uh David Tennant enjoyed this episode because that is his real accent. He is Scottish. Uh so he was actually oh, I playing know his that. real accent. Oh yeah, yeah very much yeah. English accent. Um it is it, we do get the running uh, uh Torchwood um uh references, so that's obviously gonna be the the, the linking theme of the season. Um so the two areas where uh, it did um I guess it has a little bit of controversy, Um, although I don't know. I guess on Twitter, although I don't know how much, but um, there were some people who objected, and particularly because Rusty Davis is gay, in the way Victoria is depicted, and sort of being like, oh, she's she's a you know kind of badass, wacky queen. She's a little tough, but tough as nails, but you know it's like, no, this woman was a horrible person who, you know, oppressed all sorts of people and, you know, sort of ran. ran oh, I and see. Stuff. Yeah. But like, it was oh, a bit yeah.
0: of a whitewashing of her. Yeah.
1: And it's like, oh, you know, those kids are going to see this or something and be like, oh, she wasn't that bad. And she fought werewolves. And it's like, yeah, OK. But, you know, you got 50 minutes and you can only go into so much. <laughs> and then, like, I know that our current woke cancel culture wants if you're if you do any one thing wrong, you're just all terrible. Um, but it's like, you know, people can be many things. <laughs> um, right. Right. Uh, so yeah, that was a that was a bit of a controversy. Um, uh, I do, I, I, but in general, the writing of it is is very good because he does bring all the elements together. You you didn't were you afraid to say the kolinor? Were you <laughs> you didn't bring in the giant diamond? Um, you know the idea. Well, that the, the diamond trap, was. Uh, the yeah. whole house is a trap, and the setup, and and uh, you know, bringing in that history with the uh, uh, you know, it is. I I did. I didn't really know much about it, but is I, that a real diamond? Yeah, it's in the crown jewels, and I uh and I've seen it, and um uh, uh not. In the tower, I wasn't like I was hanging out with her, and she's like, Hey, you
0: want to see the coin but uh, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, When you saw it in the exhibit, did you notice? Was there like a small, like, wreath like hair sitting yeah. on it that might have been a werewolf? Could have been, it you did, it could have turned into a werewolf. I don't know, I don't know. At any time. <laughs> the diamond could have turned into a werewolf. <laughs> I didn't fully Ooh. understand what
1: was happening. Um, diamond dog. <laughs> so, this also begins for some fans. Um, uh, this. I I think it's kind of interesting, um, uh, sort of what he's trying to explore here. But some fans are a little annoyed at how flirty the Doctor and Rose are, and how cavalier they are about the whole thing. In that clip I had, you know, they're like, "Ooh, a werewolf," and she's like, "Hey, people are dying here, Uh, and you're running around like trying to win get me to say we are not amused and (laughs) all this other kinds of stuff." And it's yeah, you know, some people are like oh that that's not right. It shouldn't be that glib about these things. But I I, I kind of see it. And I'm like, I, well, they're having you know this is the stuff they do, right? They're they're the Scooby Gang running around fighting monsters. <laughs> it's just kind of what their lives are.
0: <laughs> Setting aside the two things, like they're flirting a lot, which hmm. was probably more the crux of what people were maybe annoyed with, but in terms of the laughing in the face of danger kind of a thing. Again, only in the limited you know, 13, 14 stories I've seen of the classic coup, that's pretty common in the classic coup too. It's just part of their thing is that right. basically they're around this so much part of the reason they kind of get out of these jams is that they just can't get so concerned in some ways about each one. Cause it's like, yeah, this kind of happens every week. <laughs> some <laughs> crazy thing like this. Yeah. Um, So they're scared of wreck. the work. Were-
1: yeah. If you fell apart every single time.
0: <laughs> so like what they mentioned specifically about the werewolf is that they're like, Oh my God, how are we going to get out of here? But also, wow, werewolf, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I, and, and that's, that's, that's the moment. So I didn't, I don't mind that. But the flirtiness is, it's just, it's so immediate. And like we were talking about last episode, it is so funny because It does really seem like, yeah, you had this crush on this person, and you were kind of thinking about it anyway, and then suddenly you're like, and now they're just my age and hotter yeah. like you know <laughs> so um but just even as they're setting off he's clearly trying to like impress her like we can go yeah. anywhere we want you want to go to here i like cool music let's yeah. go to a cool music thing you know they're going on a date essentially right <laughs> to the 70s i'm not sure about that call yeah Yeah. You know, oh, we can go any- anywhere in town we should go to
1: the 70s you know fuel energy <laughs> crisis and, yeah. um uh 79 yeah that's it right. um yeah it's uh um i know i think as we're coming up on some episodes, I I I think part of it is that Russell T. Davis had a season arc planned out and uh and he he does want to explore the issue of like them being in love. And so I think he was like, I gotta I gotta move this along. I've only got a few episodes to get them to a yeah, point mean, where I need them yeah. to be so that I can deal with this in some other episodes I have planned. <laughs> so And to be that. clear,
0: I don't I don't mind it. I just know that you said there basically was this long standing there was re- some resistance, with some people saying like, well, this has never been the deal. I don't know about this. So, you know,
1: yeah, and it was definitely sort of, yeah, it was definitely a, sort of new element of the show. Um um, yeah, no, I don't I, I did I paired this to in our in our themes. This was a classic, you know, this is a remake of werewolf movies. I guess I then I was watching, I was like, I actually had never seen a werewolf movie. <laughs> I've
0: never either. Well, <laughs> I don't know I'm not what, what the big, plot line is. And it's funny because we like you said, we watched sort of two horror movies. I in general, I would say, like if someone asked me, Do you like horror movies? I would say no, I, I don't. Uh, but that's also partly I don't like there's certain aspects of truly really scary horror movies that I don't like this for some reason like monster movies i don't mind like because i i never get truly scared about it some people really like horror movies that truly frighten and scare them and i don't because that is an unsettling feeling for me and i don't like being if it's basically i think like well if it's a good movie then it's truly scaring me and i don't want that sensation or if it's a bad movie then why am i watching this bad movie like (laughs) it doesn't make any sense but um i i did think from the little i do know of kind of Maybe even just seeing some bad old monster movies from Mystery Science Theater and stuff like that. It did have this trope that I feel like you see a lot, which is people just constantly in the middle of the this wolf terrorizing them, repeatedly just saying, like, hey, it's fine. I, he was clearly Got dead. It. And that yeah. just happened so many times. And But I thought that was true to the genre of, like, yeah, that always happens. And And the person who is standing up to it. Uh, like the, the man who gets eaten in yeah. particular, there's one scene that draws much attention to it. He's so indignant about it. He's like, "You guys are such idiots! Of course it's dead. <laughs> Why would we even possibly doubt it? I shot, I, it I shot it with bullets. I shot a magical funny.
1: creature with bullets, and it's dead. So come on, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> come on, everybody, stop with this. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, um, uh, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, but again, it has sort of uh, intense kills too right people it's very intense death like they're eaten by wolves and like yeah um you know they don't uh uh like i said I, when they first started doing the new who I, one of the things and even the first season is there people die but it's fairly you know it's fairly light touched de- light touch death you know just light death
0: uh but <laughs> like the light death please just he, the light appetite yeah death.
1: he's really amping it up this season and like um you know, and, and it happens to characters you like, like Robert, the, the guy Sir Robert, uh, you know, he sacrifices himself in the hallway for no readily apparent reason. They're like, you could just come in the room with us. and We were just going to close well, the door.
0: <laughs> Actually, this was a question I had. The reason, ostensibly, is to prior to that, when the king's guard sort of stands up and sacrifices himself, he says to Sir Robert, you are yeah, you're the protector. treasonous oh yeah that's why true. is he treasonous i didn't understand and i guess he that. should have said right when they got there
1: bad monks everybody go like he <laughs> okay. thought that up or something
0: I, yeah, see. I think people well anyway throw that around a lot um that was like the setup to say like he was redeeming himself yeah essentially, right that's yeah that's why right. his little character arc. um his his cute <laughs> his little, little character, cute little character. character. Adorable. fun
1: fun fact um uh Sort of. Uh, <laughs> Queen Victoria <laughs> is played by Pauline Collins, um, who was, uh, a lot of probers will know, was in uh, a second Doctor episode that I watched this afternoon. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a lot of probers know what you <laughs> yeah, watched this I, afternoon? I assume so. Um, yeah. uh, uh, I don't know quite how the internet works, but I assume that once you're on it, everything, they know everything. Like, that's what people are yeah. telling me, right? So, Well,
0: not with the, the whole internet, but the probers are like an all-seeing yeah, eye, yeah. and they can just sort of...
1: So she played uh, Samantha Riggs, I believe, in an episode called "The Faceless Ones." Uh, and it, was, mm. it goes back mm. to the Second Doctor era, and yeah, now she's she's. Got, and this has a this starts. I to say, there are definitely a number of characters who come back in the in the new series, and or, or not characters, but uh, actors who come back and uh, obviously much older, but playing uh, playing different roles. Um, and this is okay. uh, this begins also. Uh, this is this season's. Celebrity historical too, right? Like we're seeing the patterns uh, again hmm. of the seasons, right? The the you know the Dickens episode now we've got yeah. Victoria, right. we've got the Far Future episode. You know they are and, and Christmas Invasion is Bros, right? It's an Earth huh. invasion story. It's the Far Future. It's the historical. Like they they clearly are sort of setting out a pattern of okay, we we go in this you know sort of
0: oh that's funny yeah because yeah. the uh, the yeah that's funny. Um, so uh, I wanted to ask Ashley, kind of related to, and then we can get into the classic. A classic episode uh the monks to me were set up it's just sort of very quickly said we're doing this to take over the crown we sort of got this werewolf or we trained however i, I don't know anyway i guess what i wanted to say is this order this, this this monk order there's an implication that there's something deeper going on here and it feels like it would come back and more would be explained um so i guess i just want to ask like does it come back like the monks themselves not just the the larger concept but do they come back
1: so you're very perceptive you're very very perceptive uh, that they are setting up some deeper themes uh they're never mentioned again ever in Dr. that's <laughs> what i'm
0: saying so and i wanted to mention this in in comparison to the classic episode the the obviously the bad guy okay here is the wolf and the bad guy are the Cybermen. in terms of well, the monster right, is the right. Cybermen. Mm-hmm. And then they're the, the bad humans that sort of enable them. Yeah. And the monks and then the folks. The, the, the folks,
1: Klieg, yeah. Y-
0: yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, anyway, more on that in my <laughs> recap. But uh, yeah, yeah, Um, They, it implies this whole deeper backstory, but then it's like, well, they're dispatched of in the course of the story. So, yeah. and then you never really hear much about it. It's like, we have this whole grand plan. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that didn't happen. <laughs> and then you move on from them and it just it seems like this rich thing and the monks were very interesting. It's like, Oh weird. How did this order develop? Why are are they doing it through monks? Are they Christian? Like, how does this work? Like, but eh, okay
1: yeah i guess they're just instrumentalities of the wolf uh but yeah it's sort of like okay now what was gonna happen to these guys like they were like she's gonna get her bit and then be like mm, that's it. yeah
0: do you think the nov they do this stuff sometimes purposely to say like oh maybe a novelization could delve into that because like they do that stuff so yeah uh,
1: well and 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 you know that is uh happens in the books happens in the series especially the new series it'll be um and this is just one of the things of doctor who is that they just the, they create these huge spaces, like these huge stories, right? Or these world building, sci-fi world building, and yeah, then somebody randomly will pick it up years later <laughs> and be like, "Oh, yeah, now this is a significant story." Um, they, the, you know, the the most recent, I won't spoil, but the most recent huge development uh, that uh, has happened in Doctor Who picks up on a thing that happened in like a, a blinking minutes, a blinking it second in like a 1970s Doctor Who story. And it was always seen as like some sort of it was actually seen as a like a sort of gaff in the production. Like they basically implied uh, the existence of other doctors, and everybody's like, "But we only know the doctors have. And then they just took that, and now they're like, "Oh no, actually." <laughs> so, like, but it's like, but they just, random moment uh, and just runs with it, yeah. So,
0: but they make the rules on that stuff, so then there yeah. could be all this other stuff where it's like, "Oh, you clearly laid out in this episode that something is going to happen." It's like, "Oh no, that didn't matter." Yeah. But then this <laughs> offhand comment made, they're like, "That one we're actually gonna yeah, we'll going to expand out into an entire." With that.
1: That's yeah. funny. It's, you've got a huge canvas. You paint on a giant canvas.
0: And then you, then you throw the together. canvas yeah. on the side of the road. Right. And maybe Back someone picks car. it up. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the classic episode of that's Doctor Who that we're looking at today. It's a little ditty I like to call the Tomb of the Cybermen. As and do I, they.
1: As do the people who wrote it and produced it. They <laughs> yeah, also yeah, well, that's why I'm not, I'm not like, off base in calling <laughs> yeah, it that. I think you're right. you're
0: right. So it's season five, serial one. Uh, so the first story in, in, in season five, it's a four-episode arc. It was released the 2nd through the 23rd of September, 1967. And here, John, is a little clip It goes a little something like this. As you say, such a combination between intelligence and power would make you formidable indeed. Why, you'd be commander of the universe with your brilliance, it... It makes the imagination real with the possibilities. Why, Doctor, if I'd only known you shared my
1: imagination, you might even have worked for me. Perhaps it's not too late. Doctor! Oh, Jamie, don't you see? Don't you see what this is going to mean to all the people who come to serve Krieg, the all-powerful? Why, no country, no person would dare to have a single thought that was not your own, Eric Krieg's
0: own conception of the, of the way of life!
1: Brilliant.
0: Yes. Yes, you're right. Master of the world. Well, now I know you're mad. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> There's the doctor um, yes. humoring Cleeg yes. gaslighting Cleeg a little bit there. <laughs> uh, our our villain, your villain, everybody's villain, Cleeg We everybody love Klieg, him. Everybody. everybody, You know, because he's a flawed villain and he's kind of stupid in his smartness. And so we all can see ourselves in Klieg.
1: Oh, but you know he's a bad guy because he's bald.
0: Oh, yes. That tells you
1: right there all you need to know about him. Thank you very much.
0: Well, we start in the desert, as all things do, Mm. uh, when suddenly scientists argue. Yes, (laughs) it's archaeological drama at its finest, John, with the fate of the universe and the funding for several postdoctoral fellowships at Mm -hmm. stake. Mm -hmm. A crew of ragtag academics from the future are here in the desert to unlock a hidden tomb in the side of a mountain supposedly containing the last known... Cybermen, some race of bad metal guys. They uh, <laughs> bad metal mamajah. Right. <laughs> they they try to open the gates, but uh oh, they're electrocuted. Not didn't doesn't go well. The doctor, the second doctor. Woohoo! My my first there second doctor yeah. uh, sighting. Uh, I, I, I spot the doctors I have binoculars <laughs> when I'm watching the episodes I, I look through binoculars and I try to spot them and then what I do is I look at the doctor's plumage and I try yeah. to tell like you have
1: which... a, a little journal that you write it down in and you're like Second yeah, doctor, yeah. Dude, nesting
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he arrives along with two companions, Jamie, a mm-hmm. kilted young Scott man mm-hmm. and or Scotsman. Scotsman yeah. <laughs> Scottman. A Scottman Scott supporter brothers. of Governor
1: Rick Scott. That's a different <laughs> that is a different kind of Scott. He's Scott
0: and man. Uh, Victoria, who's an extremely beautiful uh, young English girl. And um, promptly, Doctor arrives, he opens everything up. He's like, hey, everybody, get out of the way. <laughs> Clear out, everybody. Doctor uh, has arrived. And I love that they kind of mentioned this, that they, there were, there was this shock device on the gate. He does a bunch of stuff, but when the, when the gates finally opened, he said like, oh, I actually didn't do anything. The shock just, uh, <laughs> there was only one shock in the gate and it got absorbed. Yeah, yeah. Some flaws in the security system there. Yeah. So what they find inside are more puzzles and mazes involving logic gates. took me back to my freshman year computer science. There's a lot of, they mentioned like, don't you know an ore gate? And it was mm-hmm. very like a uh, little, little little uh, talking about... You know. Very snotty. And it was talking about some uh, basic, uh, again, uh, chip setup. Uh, we, the audience, find out that some in the group, a lady with a beehive and an Eastern <laughs> European, i.e. an evil guy. Because mm-hmm. the ball is true. But if you're Eastern yeah. European and bald, and like, you're, done. you're done. Keep your wallet in your front pocket around <laughs> those guys. Lock your car. And his name is Kleeg, which also just doesn't sound good. Yeah, uh, Sounds like a, a Marvel, an alter ego for a Marvel villain
1: and eric uh, there are no heroes named eric like eric the
0: no, hero yeah no. it's just a I sorry to right, all I eric would, probers <laughs> i would love if he was like you said could be a hidden hero like he turns out <laughs> he's like actually overshadows the doctor just becomes the hero of the show well they want to find uh some cybermen to um i don't know i didn't uh, this this was my example of like to release them harness their power uh, somehow yeah. use them to help well, his correct. group which yeah. Until you said this earlier in the episode, I thought his evil group was called the Magicians. <laughs> um, Logicians makes much more sense, given yeah. his yeah. his whole nature deal, thing, yeah. understanding uh, logic gates. But anyway, you're, you're kind of like, why get... isn't he wearing a black hat and like pulling a dub out of it? <laughs> <laughs> it's I thought it was like a secret society, like. The Masons, or something, and I don't, I don't know. I this is the thing; it wasn't explained. So in my head, I held this whole backstory. It like, is kind of a oh, this away. group uh, must oh, yeah. be this. Anyway, the Logicians, the Cybermen are somehow going to help them do something. I, I don't know. Become powerful, yeah. uh, probably destroy someone. Probably. The point is, he's mad with power. He's definitely mad with power. Uh, the Doctor knows he's up to no good. He's kind of keeping an eye on him. The human ship is busted because Cleeg's lady friend sabotaged it. Well, she sent uh, her servant to sabotage it. Totally. So they have they have to spend two creepy nights alone in the Cyberman's tomb. Mm-hmm. Kleeg releases the Cyberman. Uh, they hypnotize Beehive Lady's servant, Toberman, a black guy who's set up with a very racist character type. He's just like a big brainless brute. Deeply racist, yes. yes. On the upside, his name is said more than any other name in this show. They're just always <laughs> going... Toberman, Toberman, he Toberman He's constantly saying it for no real reason. I don't know why well, they just like saying his name. Uh, the Cybermen, you see, they mean to come back in a big way, and they're going to take over the universe. Uh, so they set about murdering everybody. They're just having some murders, um, although they don't murder as many people as I thought because there's an initial fight with the Cybermen, and they come out. And there's like throwing, they're so around. much clearly more power. They're throwing yeah. people around. They're so much more powerful. They're made of steel. Like mm-hmm. if they punched you, they would smash your head. But mm-hmm. then this dust settles, and you cut back to the scene, and everyone's like brushing themselves off, like, "Oh, that was tough with those Cybermen." <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really make any sense to me. But anyway, they um they ultimately do close the Cybermen back in. Many people die. Kleeg, a true villain tries until the end to let the cyberman free even as they are murdering him and have murdered his compatriot it really doesn't make sense at that point why he is it's almost just a point of principle he's like no i came here to let them free and that is what i'm doing um he they get away uh and and toberman 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 government. toberman he ultimately saves the day by closing the gates uh suffering a mortal shock in doing so because they re they put the shock back on the gates. Uh, the end mm-hmm. uh, oh and also there are cyber mats which are very scary robotic slugs yes. that at one point rendered the entire group helpless and by quote surrounding them there are there are clearly only 3 of them and they're very small that's one of my favorite moments of, of the show uh, they're yeah. cool looking little things but it was just so funny was like no don't go we're, we're clearly surrounded there's no way around and they and cut very cleverly us, maybe? it's
1: not cl- Wait, even but
0: they're just i mean maybe they could be surrounded but there's there's so few of them like there's very few like it's just it's... run a run a slant play <laughs> between them um, anyway but uh I win. There's there. This is a four episode thing. There's a lot here, but uh, I think I have hopefully hit most of the basics here. Yeah. What, what didn't I miss there? Yeah,
1: I think you got it. Uh, um. So. Uh, yeah. So that's the the the. This is the third appearance, I believe, of the Cybermen over the course of I think three. Wow, years already. Three years. So they've... yeah. So they
0: they now, come... at this point were they more frequent than the Daleks or about the same.
1: Uh, well, the Daleks have definitely appeared more total, um, but the Cybermen. I mean, by this point, yeah, in the Second Doctor's era, the Cybermen come back quite a bit, um, okay. and uh, they are they were introduced in the final episode of the first Doctor story, uh, and then um, uh, or the first Doctor's era, and then uh, yeah, they come back. Um, there's a couple things with so so they are people who have been uh, they're from a planet called Mondas, and they basically. Um, uh, replaced their human parts eventually with all cybernetic parts uh and uh and and turn themselves basically into robots and then their now obsession is to the only way they can survive is to create more cybermen uh and so there's sort of this this element of cyber conversion and they kind of say you know you will be like us uh and uh and that's supposed to be sort of the horrific part of them um which it works sometimes it doesn't work other times um the uh the this begins the trend of or, or continues the trend of they have a, a different appearance every single time. Like they have really good tailors or something like every time they come back, they look different. Uh, you know, oh, same really? basic outline, but but um like the first ones looked very, very rough. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then they get a little bit sleeker here. They look a little bit more metal here, um, but they keep changing. Um, they did an interesting. So they they you know they come in the first story. They're always kind of on the edge of extinction. That's kind of the other like the Daleks are sort of always big and powerful, and there's tons of them, and they can do And the Cybermen are always kind of like on the edge of 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 the end, and like so the, the this this is supposed to be set like where they have pretty much have all been destroyed. That's what the scientists are saying, and they're like, oh, we're gonna find the last of them. You know, this is where they've been entombed. Uh, but it was a trap to entice people, I guess, logicians and or magicians. I don't know. I mean, the logicians <laughs> got there first <laughs> um, to come. And for some reason, that was exciting to them. The, the, the plot is a little shaky. Um, also, every single time almost that they appear, they're using some human uh and then uh, the human's like, oh, I will control you. And they're like, no, we're going to turn you into us. And I'm like, no, that's not what I wanted. Like, that's sort of the back and forth. Uh, uh, that's like, uh, um, uh, and he just keeps going. Yeah, but we're really going to do it. Yeah, but I, I have other plans. I, that I'm you
0: didn't. I know, but we're robots. And we just don't really have thoughts. Okay, but I'm, look, I'm going to fight you on this.
1: It'd be great if that was how the conversation like, sounds like people shouting between two boats, like over. <laughs> like, okay, but I'm going to do this. All right, could you slow the boat down? Um. this is uh I, you i'm impri- uh, surprised actually you did not mention uh the uh the 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 rocket pilots who went to the perry school of american oh, the accents Americans. <laughs> yeah run that right Vic? Uh, <laughs> they're like yeah. their accents are quite bad though man. Uh, yeah yeah
0: i didn't mind them but yeah the accent is bad and i, I well i didn't really love the, the 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 captain the main guy there he was a little just I mean, the thing is, I guess I should say he's playing like this boorish American guy. So I guess it's like, fine. I mean, that's what what he was. was... (laughs) Right. I saw (laughs) me in him and I did not like it. I looked in the mirror and said, I got to make some changes. Yeah, I don't want to be
1: known as that. Um, this introduces the Cybermats. They had not been seen before. Um, uh, obviously, the world crying why out mats? for them. <laughs> why?
0: Why mats? I, I don't... don't
1: know. I don't know what was going on there. They obviously wanted some small like thing that could slither around, and and they they right. have been redesigned cool. over the years um, like the Cybermen, and they got a little bit scarier, a little bit creepier down the line. Um, but uh, yeah, this one they're they're different. It um, reminded
0: me of the bug that was in the end of the world. Uh, yeah right yeah the little spider things Yeah, that seemed like a future version of them
1: yeah you Mm -hmm. need something to that can crawl around and and sort of infiltrate um uh so we yes this is we'll talk about the second doctor a bit in the themes but um uh you know obviously uh this is he's doing he's a great actor and plays the role very well um Great actor,
0: uh, big charisma, enormous suit. He's in an yeah. enormous suit.
1: Uh, wearing baggy clothes, yeah, like I used to wear. That's <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so my look. Um, this is Victoria's first story, so she was introduced in the Evil of the Daleks the season before. Okay, and so this is that's her what first, it seemed like, like. Story traveling with them, um, and then uh, Jamie um, Mikerman, uh is came in the second story of the Second Doctor series, and then actually lasted all through him, uh, and they uh, they became quite a team. Uh, but he's from. Uh, Scotland in the uh in the Jacobite rebellions, like the 1700s, I guess it is. Um, so he goes back. Oh, he's away. like a, Yeah. Oh wow.
0: Yeah. He's not um, a modern person. No. Now.
1: And I mean, this is huh. so. This is what they've done. And Victoria is from the Victorian age. Um, it was just an easy <laughs> crutch to yeah. remember. Uh, but she is from the Victorian age. Um. And uh, they do go, there, there are some interesting back and forth over sort of, they're like, and, and like with Leela too, uh, it's kind of like, well, we want this character who doesn't know that much, but then we're like, but, you know, we can't have every every episode of them being like, what is that thing? And they're like, it's a lamp. Like you have to like somehow, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's like, so their, their knowledge of the future sort of swings back and forth quite a bit. Um, and they're ignorant when it's needed to be ignorant. Um,
0: well, they also seem to, uh, uh do a bit of work where they'll just uh in- infer that they've taken adventures in between the ones you're yeah. seeing where it's like yeah we got that stuff out of the way yeah, then we, we up saw up a bunch time. of lamps yeah. on the last planet <laughs>
1: um but jamie is very planet to- of the lamps it's a eerie <laughs> planet. It's, a, it's a very well eerie but well-lit. very well lit yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are no shadows no nothing dwells in shadows yeah, yeah. um yeah, um, uh, Jamie and, and Leela are, are actually quite similar characters. Uh, uh, Jamie tends is, is prone to it. he has, carries a knife in his boot, and he's prone towards, uh, um, you know, he wants to attack stuff or whatever. But he's also smart. In they they generally do a good job of keeping him smart, even without making him like like he's never like wiring things together or anything like that. But they're like he under he can analogize things to something he understands, or you know, he, yeah. he can figure stuff out um, without. You know, suddenly possessing knowledge it doesn't make any sense for him to have.
0: Does he always wear a kilt?
1: He does. Yes, always wears a kilt. Uh. According to the this, the legends, he wore khaki shorts underneath. He said. Um. <laughs> uh. he, um. Now the it, fun fact about this one. So this is a it's it's a pretty classic episode. It's got really cool atmosphere and stuff like that. It was missing. It was out of the archives until 1991, and they found a copy of it in Hong Kong. Um not just lying around wow. the street, but like, <laughs> so the BBC had sent out, you know, when they sold these because BBC was worldwide. When they sold these shows, they sent out canned recordings, right? Like for the film recordings or whatever of them. Um, it's not like they, you know, you emailed them back in the day. And so, um, then when they, they back junk- in the day,
0: people, people didn't like using email. Yeah. They no, just people, uh, they uh, didn't Netflix, enjoy
1: the, the charges on Netflix were ridiculous. So nobody used it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they, um, so then when they, they junked the episodes, they, technically people were supposed to return them, but often that didn't happen or something. And so when, then when they realized, oh, shoot, I wish we hadn't destroyed all those episodes, they started looking for them. And they just, so people started finding them, like, you know, people would take them home. And like, oh, I'll just take a couple episodes home or something like that. And then like, yeah, suddenly years later, someone would find them in a basement or something. And so, yeah, they found this in, I forget where it was exactly in Hong Kong. They found it somewhere in Hong Kong. Um, some famous story about two episodes of the Daleks master plan were found in like a, a trunk in a church somewhere. <laughs> it's like really God. random stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I remember when this was found, it was like a really big deal because no one had seen it since it was first broadcast really. And like, it was, you know, and then, and then it was sort of that, What if it's you know everybody people had seen it talked about as a great episode and you'd read the read the books and stuff like that and it's like oh what if it's what if it sucks (laughs) you know what what if you get it and it turns out to be terrible but it was good Um, and yeah they still find stuff everyone saw but yeah this this is definitely the most famous sort of well until recently this is one of the big finds of his era Um, and yeah it's not a bad story and it is obviously a mummy movie you know takeoff. Written by a, a guy named Kit Peddler uh, and Jerry Davis, but Kit Peddler was the series scientific advisor. So he actually was, they brought him oh. in late to see, like, he was actually a scientist and was really interested in the idea of, like, cybernetics and that, you know, that, that humans might build themselves into robots. Um uh, which is a ridiculous idea. We'd obviously just build Alexas. Like, it'd be like, yeah. yeah, that'd be a great story if the Alexas came alive and, like, started to attack <laughs> us like, or send us, us stuff we didn't want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But <laughs>
0: provide us with helpful information along the way and be like, we're going to attack you. But also, it's going to rain in 45 minutes, so bring yeah. an umbrella. While we attack you, bring an umbrella. Uh, uh, there's lots of... It's funny that the scientific advisor wrote it because, you know, and probably this is also just punched up by the staff, but there's a lot of humor in this. Yeah. Um, I thought was really good the second doctor delivers it well there's also really good the jamie and him are very comfortable and victoria is are pretty good too already with, with them but uh i've loved the the most modern moment of to me was uh the doctor delivers that pun where he says uh, that the robots had their minds. Oh, yeah. Complete metal uh, their breakdown. He says, Yeah, you might almost say they've had a complete metal breakdown. And <laughs> then he immediately goes, I'm sorry, Gene. I'm sorry about that. He <laughs> apologizes for the pun and just the back and forth of it felt just really modern like it just felt it was great I, I thought there were some nice moments like that
1: they had a great so they they were all very good friends i had a great relationship and and uh, deborah watling who plays uh victoria they were all sort of got along really well and i think patrick troughton was a really great guy to work with um and uh and so it created sort of a great family environment so yeah that's reflected there's a there's a couple good um you know when she's uh, when they first get on the tardis and she's worried about her skirt is too short and he says oh don't worry about that Victoria look at Jamie's like <laughs> um, have the there's a bit where they're walking into the uh into the tomb and I, the doctor and Jamie are ahead of Victoria and I think they you know they both reach out to take her hands and they end up taking each other's hands and then they like you know it's a little, little comic business and that's all touches they added um and yeah uh, no yeah
0: I, I thought they were I thought they were great. Um, And then I thought the other thing that just this reminded me of with the mainly with the classic episodes, there's really not room for this in the modern episodes. It's not so it's not that it's a bad job of it. But it feels like that the showrunners would just say, hey, if we ever have a group of people, we have to have a couple of conversations that just get into the specific group dynamics of this group. Yeah, that you know, plays into the plot, but isn't super important. but it it almost felt like the showrunners always saying, like, no, no, we can't just it can't just be some simple thing that we don't explain. It has to. So we have to imply that like this guy's clearly the leader of the group, but uh, no one respects him, and we have to have some talk about that. and and it it really is sort of honestly ancillary to the plot. Like in this case, you could have just had them leading the group because they were funding it. There was no real reason to have that. Right. But they just always do it, and it always feels fun. Like I, I mentioned before in previous episodes, it feels like some writer got handed that scene, and they're like, I'm really going to flex here and like <laughs> right make a up. little scene about uh, workplace dynamics. And it's yeah. like, well, okay, like, we just needed to get you to say that we're <laughs> opening the tomb. But like they wanted to add in this little bit of human drama and it's always enjoyable and i think again you don't see it in the new ones because there's just not time for it right but in this this essentially was like a two-hour movie and so yeah it's like hey yeah it's might as well throw normal. in yeah. give them some extra motivation why are these characters here let's add in an extra thing about them uh, when it, I, I it has it.
1: that. It has that really great uh, scene that a lot of people point to as sort of a, a defining uh, second Doctor scene. The where it's like night and he's up and Victoria's awake and you know they're talking about you know and she's she's like oh you know it must be hard for you to remember your family because you're so old because her father had died at the end of the last story that's how she ended up with them and so he's kind of comforting her on that and he gives the little speech about like you know you know i can remember them when i want to but you know nobody can do what we're doing and it's just this very beautifully acted little scene it doesn't advance the plot at all and it's even it's almost for doctor who it's almost too continuity like i mean normally you know, the last episode happened and we're vaguely aware of it, but they aren't spending a lot of time talking about it. Um, Like, you know, other, even in the, in like the fifth era, like characters would die. And then the next episode, they'd be like, it's really sad. And I'm like, all right, well, we've got to just move on everybody. (laughs) Let's let's go on vacation. (laughs) It's like very, but like, you know, to actually call back to something that happened to her and give her character a little moment and then have him do, you know, a very nice little well-acted moment uh was was very good. So yeah, it's um it's I it's a good episode. I like it um uh, and and definitely again, it has a special place just because it was lost and we just thought, "Oh, we'll never see this episode again." and suddenly it came back.
0: And then of course, you know, um yes, there is the the premise here that they're going to be these hyper intelligent robots that take over the world, but You know, it's not going to happen. Of course, we should continue to make more and more robots and make them more and more intelligent and give them weapons. But it's not going to happen. There's no way. No way.
1: Well, you know, I, I, they're you, you start to they they're supposedly you know interested in logic and the logicians are attracted to them and all that kind of stuff. There are some interesting choices that the siren make. For example, they entomb themselves uh, downstairs and then cannot open the <laughs> door that goes out of the tomb. Like people keep closing it on them, and they're like, "Well, now what are we going to do? Did no one design a control where we can open the door like for down here?" You about a year? you designed this,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they they desperately need to get to the revitalization machine for power, which is beyond the closed door in another room <laughs> yeah there's, there was some interesting their their logic made some work
0: <laughs> there's also like one cyberman in the back who's like guys instead of powering the gates with electrical charges we could just power us and then we'd yeah, have power we, maybe we did that here and, yeah. <laughs> sit down frederick <laughs> uh
1: and then you get you know you get the uh, uh um this is a questionably moral moment of the doctor going like i've re-electrified the doors and everything else so anyone who touches them will die so there anyone who anyone who's remotely curious i, mean, I make sure they'll be dead um so yeah it doesn't all hang together but it's, it's got it's got its moments and that's nice, nice atmosphere if you like watching things defrost it happens a lot <laughs> i sometimes just
0: i sometimes get a cold one and then just Kick open the fr- the freezer door and I just yeah. kick back at a lawn chair in the Start kitchen. I just melt. kick back yep. and look at that.
1: Yep. Like, Emer- emerge chicken cutlets. Emerge.
0: Themes, 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 theme themes, theme. 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 Uh, John, you, you want to step away for a coffee or something? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <It just, laughs> There's a long interstitial here.
1: We want to actually, a lot of people think Porter's mm. in that, but thanks to CNC Music Factory, who were available to thank you guys do
0: this. So thank, the they're, they're clearing out right now. Just give them a second. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Get the equipment out. Great job. Thank you. Oh, that's right, thank yeah. You. Great job. Thank and you. total pros. I mean, they <laughs> brought their own equipment and everything, they just <laughs> brought everything in. And job's done. So they're on their yeah, way out. Well
1: done. Good job, fellas. We'll send you those, we'll send you those subway coupons.
0: We are adherents of the repeating themes on this show because we think that stuff that happens in one episode and then happens again means something. Yeah. We read into things. We take
1: a firm stand on that. <laughs> that themes mean something, that links are important.
0: So we're gonna talk about a couple of those right now. And the first one being are the the lo- the long lost of the old doctors, our first time for me seeing him, the second doctor. You wanted to kind of yeah, big old Patrick, cover
1: Patrick Trout, Trout, Trout. I mean, That's how you say Trout. it. Uh, uh, what did you think of him? This is your first exposure to the to the great Pat. What did you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was. I liked him. I I thought the it was funny because having just seen pictures of him in you know going through BritBox and they would just have the headshots of each of the doctors. He was, just looked funny to me because it looks like he's wearing a Beatles wig. Like yeah, He looks too old Beatles. for the hair that he has. Maybe that's his hair. <laughs> I don't know. But it looked like he had a wig on. Yeah. And then uh, I, I guess I saw it more when I actually saw the episode. But like I mentioned before, he just has this enormous suit on. Like It looks very interesting <laughs> to me. Um, I really liked him. I thought he was... I could see you mentioned... Well, I've only seen two of the new Doctors. But you mentioned how the new Doctors would model some of themselves off of the second doctor and he he's a good he's a good middle ground of the other doctors that i've seen so far so the first doctor very irascible the third doctor kind of really deadpan and sarcastic um the the fourth doctor totally wacky you know really out there tom big enjoyable um but and this guy's kind of a mix of all these things so I, I I can see how they might look at that and say like, oh, this guy isn't going too far in any of the directions. This is a good model. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I'm yeah I really liked him. Like I said, the chemistry was really great. The line delivery was good. Um, he kind of commands a presence, but also doesn't. He isn't like hammy. Yeah. Um, so no, I I really liked him. So I'm glad that I will never see any episodes with him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's still got some more. Uh, he's always okay. he always has a strong performance. Uh, we've got and some they do have the them, animated the ones. ones. I, yeah. I I saw
0: them even right in BritBox. They just yeah. they put the animated ones right there in there. Yeah. In there yeah. Um.
1: So yeah, no, he's uh, uh he's very good. Um. So uh, Pat Trotman is often um. So he's he's highly regarded by all the actors who play the Doctor, and a lot of them, you know, usually when the new actor is cast. Um, they they go back and watch some of the old ones to kind of see all right you know how how do other people play it and and you know they're told you should play it your own way but also there are going to be some consistent characteristics that go through and you know look at different ways to play it and and most a lot of Matt Smith David Tennant um, Peter Davison uh, uh, you know I think Tom Baker all of them kind of point to Pat Trouton as kind of well that's that's the way to to play it or that that's definitely the model to play it on um, and several like the Sixth Doctor even you know he said Pat Trouton was the most important doctor in my way right without him we wouldn't be here he said you know because he had to he had to get it right if he had done it wrong if he'd been terrible um then the show would have ended right, right? i mean they would have been like well this idea didn't work um so yeah his performances sort of seems the most. and and I, I think what people sort of latch on to and, and what i like about it is he plays as kind of he can kind of turn on a dime from being sort of bumbly and unassuming and like, Oh, you know, don't worry about him. He's, you know, he's not going to do much. He's a little tiny guy and he's, uh, you know, and he's sort of funny. And then suddenly he'll just be really serious and, you know, or, or really cutting, you know, withering rock like in the clip or something like that. Um, and that's sort of uh, the, so there are, each doctor has different uh, descriptions of them that kind of stick with them. And his was the sort of theme there. He said it was the cosmic hobo, but like, he's like sort of this, he just kind of wanders around in the rumpled suit and, and he's very disarming and very unassuming, but he's also very powerful. And I think that's how a lot of the current doctors, you know, even still play him uh, or play the character. Um, and so, yeah, he, he ends up being the most important one. He's interesting. He, uh, he, uh, you'll appreciate this. He didn't, uh, he didn't like, uh, he liked to do television. He did some movies. He's uh, most notably, he's in the Omen. Have uh, you ever seen? Uh, he's, huh, he's no, the I mean, the I'm breeze. aware of it. Um, I mean. He's a, he's done, uh, he, he did some movies. He does television. Um, he, he would not do theater. Uh, and people kept saying, why don't you want to do the stage? And he said, I, well, I don't want to go around all this shouting at night, shouting in the shouting in theaters at night. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> like that. Uh, was just was a great description of uh, theater. Um, he is, he would not imagine it. Apparently he was quite a, a bit of a womanizer. Um, and, uh, um, uh, Fraser Hines, who played Jamie, um, said, you know, sometimes he would give him a ride home and, uh, Trouton would keep stopping at places and go in and give women money, probably for for children, basically. <laughs> He'd
0: oh God!
1: Um, so yeah, he's interesting guy. Um, uh, he was a um, he's a bit of a uh, he he we'll see some. He comes back a couple times. He comes back maybe more than any other past doctor in terms of sort of return appearances again, because I think he's so popular. Um, and, uh, you know, his, his character, he becomes almost a caricature of, of sort of the way he played it, but it's still, it's still very good. Um, he is, I'm, I met him, uh, uh, in when I was in like the second grade, there was a doctor who convention in New Hampshire. And, that,
0: and I should say that's a big get for the doctors. Cause yeah. they haven't all met you. Nope. So the few that like can meet John Grant, that's a big deal for them. And yeah. they, they like to sort exactly. of put that well, up in their know. mantle. Yeah.
1: And he, he died a couple years later, as far as I know, no connection. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did die in in New Orleans. I think actually at a convention, uh, he was just in the U S but, uh, he died fairly young, but, um, uh, yeah, so I, I have a picture I think somewhere with him. Um, so that's my that's my earliest doctor uh, doctor meeting, um, uh, and. I guess only and only one death so one. far, right? You've <laughs> so only so killed far, one. So okay. Good. The the other two that have died, not my. I, there's nothing to link me to them. So that is okay. <laughs> that is, good. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe that'd be an interesting serial killer who just kills former Doctor <laughs> Who's. I could write that book. I think I could write that. They'd make that a movie. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah. So he's a and, and yeah. His, it is a shame because his, his his are the most uh, most of his or, or he is the one with the most episodes missing. Um, and uh and part of what you know people have said is uh, he is also the one who kind of has the most visual performance. like he's always kind of got business going on, and so it's like he is tough on audio. um and uh uh he's he was uh notoriously um when they started writing, so uh, you know, when they went off the air and they were writing books, they were writing new books with the seventh and then the eighth doctor, and then they also decided to do missing adventures so they could write old doctors um and notoriously the second doctor stories were the most difficult for authors to write because as and i saw several interviews with writers who were like yeah his performance was so visual and was so and it's his voice which is very distinct and stuff that it was actually very difficult to capture it in writing like you'd write and you're just like oh this is just kind of generic like because then you realize that it was what he put into it as an actor that made it such a distinctive character and like the other you know the others not that the others are bad actors but you can you know, they were like, it was easy to get. You could write Tom Baker and people be like, oh, that's Tom Baker. And I was like, but Patrick John, it was like very difficult to to write it in a way that, that people were like, oh, OK, that's that's him. So, yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's a great performance.
0: Well, the big headline there, John Grant's uh, quote from John Grant. All the other doctors are bad actors. Yeah. So uh, it's going <laughs> to smash you through the Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so apologies to Prober doctors. If there are any doctors listening to Prober this. Prober doctors. Yeah.
0: They do. They listen, and then they'll promptly die right after <laughs> listening to <this> show. <laughs> the show. The curse is really spooky. <laughs> Why don't we move on to theme numero uno, uh, which is remakes. These are remakes. both kind of remakes of classic horror stories. Is this something Doctor Who tackles as they take sort of familiar, not just tropes from Doctor Who, but tropes from just storytelling in general, television storytelling, movie storytelling? And yeah, it's
1: it's kind of, I mean, it, it, it's, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, wrong but unlikely uh but <laughs> it's just sort never of never happened before <laughs> it doesn't never like, why happened. would it start now um before. but no doctor who is, is sort of uh they would just a lot more directly just kind of say, oh, we're taking this story and we're redoing it. And we're just, you know, this is, you know, it's like, uh, uh,
0: get like, out of the way. <laughs> yeah, <like> the <laughs> Philippines. No, you flip- can't do that. <laughs> Shut up. We're taking this
1: story. Yeah, it's ours now. And they're backing out with the point point at the other writers. Kind of the
0: bullies <laughs> of the TV world, <laughs> yeah. Doctor Who.
1: But uh, yeah, they are, I mean, you know, I feel like it's like other shows, you know. Uh, uh, if they're if they're gonna do an episode, it's like a it's like a once in a while thing, and it's like a fun, wacky, like conceived like oh, we're gonna do a you know parody of the mummy right, or right. something like that. Whereas, yeah, Doctor Who is just much more common that they're like oh, I mean, there there was a you know there's a um. Uh, uh the fourth doctor story, which is um, what's the Isaac Asimov story where they go inside the person's body? Uh, fantastic journey, and uh, and that's they do basically just do that. They go inside Tom Baker's brain, which must be a real journey. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where they meet K Nine. I don't know you'll be excited about that. Um, but uh, uh, they have yeah, they do pyramids of Mars, which is another mummy movie remake, and they just take like whole concepts from that. Uh, they do um, uh, actually the uh, uh, second doctor meets. The Ice Warriors, uh, when they find, uh, and it's it's basically the thing from another world, and they even do the scene where it melts out of the block of ice, like they just, you know, they're like, oh yeah, that's a great idea, we'll do that, and we can just do it with our own little Doctor Who twist, uh, and stuff like that, and and so they're much more open to doing that, and it works, it's not bad.
0: Is it basically because like a it's an anthology series, so they can fit most anything into it, but also they're just they're so desperate for stories like they need to <laughs> there's so many of them and then you don't want to repeat i'm sure they do retread past doctor who episodes but you don't want to do too much of that so it's like we need content we need something yeah. else to do
1: they've done uh, They they went through a period in the fourth doctor where they basically just rewrote greek myths and, and like in sure. science fiction stories and like uh they do um there's one story called underworld uh, and they do um I mean it, it's so blatant in that there's a spaceship trapped in this on in this planet and it's called uh the P seven E Persephone. Uh and like, uh, <laughs> like that and like they do it that uh, uh just sort of these blatant steals. Um but yeah, it's, it's exactly like, like well, we've got there's only I mean there's only what so many stories, right? Know, what is it, seven classic stories or something like that? Like storylines, basic ones. Seven, I I'd say eight, maybe seven. Yeah, six. eight, seven, eight, whatever. Um, so yeah, and of course you're going to start to repeat yourself. So why not just wear your influence on your sleeve?
0: And of course, season twelve is entirely just a retelling of high and lowest comic strips, as I understand yeah. it. Yeah, it was a bold move. So the Tom Baker years, <laughs> where they just recreate Marmaduke. I mean, John, how are you? Good. Uh, it's nice to catch uh, up after
1: the last segment. Like. Oh, a lot, yeah. a lot what of a water what bridge. a bear that segment was <laughs> those themes are rough just calm down oh. a little bit yeah, and just relax and just you know sort of relax and let it all hang out here yeah
0: well anyway you know what i was thinking about i was thinking how there are over 295 doctor who stories and we have ranked oh let's see 24 of them Ooh, hmm. 24 wow uh so Ooh, 21. <laughs> I like that number. It's divisible by a lot of other numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh six times four, and like two times two times two times three. There's just cool stuff going on. Um why don't we rank these two? I don't Let's let's just do something crazy. Let's rank these two. I will start. And Ooh, okay. uh in general, you tend to, I feel, pair episodes together of similar quality. Like I really like mm-hmm. both these episodes. Oh, good. And for tooth and claw. I'm going to make this my new number 1 episode. I just wow. really enjoyed it. Okay. Um okay. okay. And I think the writing was very good. I also think to me I, we mentioned really just in passing the special effects, but I feel this episode is directed really well. Like just mm. what well, you we you said the pacing was good. I mean, and that's yeah. that's a big part of it. It's just like it really just moved along. Uh, the story was just really well told. Uh it, it's it's not super complicated, and there are things in it that, like we said, were holes, like, hey, what about these mugs? Maybe <laughs> you want to know more about this? But, again, it's a 45-minute episode, and so they, they have what they have in there. It just moves so quickly. I think I really like the historical episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I just like the little asides to that stuff, despite me not remembering the name of the queen that was even right. mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you,
1: you catch on the pertinent details, like what happened to the monks, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I want to know. <laughs> they it's
1: interesting. There was a deleted scene where it's just Victoria machine gunning all the nuns all the monks, but they were just like, "Boy, that that came off more violent uh, than we thought." They thought when it. we when we
0: filmed it, it seemed fun. I don't yeah, know, on the set it seemed good.
1: Laughing maniacally like yeah, like Christopher Walken in uh, uh, what's the uh the the Bond movie where he just kills everybody and they're like, "Ooh, ooh, that ooh." Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then two of the cybermen I'm similarly gonna rank in the upper upper tier here. Uh I in terms of old Who, classic mm-hmm. Who, mm-hmm. I still have Aztecs above it, mm-hmm. but I have it above I think all the I've tended to like the New Who more, but I, I I, have it above all the other ones. I have it I have it right around the uh, so I have it number seven on my list. I have it right above uh Spearhead from Space, which is what we watched a couple weeks ago, which I, I really enjoy too. I, I again I don't sense that this is going to be my favorite one ever, but it's just like a really enjoyable episode. I could watch yeah. that. I really liked uh the the writing. I liked the doctor, so no, it was just it was up near the top. But yeah, tooth and claw with a bullet, my new wow. with a silver bullet. <laughs> Going up. First uh, thanks, the Music one. Factory. Uh, again <laughs> here. Made a little joke there. Thanks, thank you guys. Yeah, new number one. New number one for me. Should we track like the weeks at number one?
1: Like we should like <laughs> the billboard charts, <laughs> unseats, like unseats. Yeah, uh, Father's, Father's Day has been there for seven weeks, number one, or whatever.
0: Seven or eight weeks, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, okay. Well, good. Uh, you close to you're almost correct to this time. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, uh, I agree on Tooth and Claw. I have it at number three. It's not quite my favorite, but um, uh, it's definitely of the new series and of the David Tennant ones. It's definitely one I've rewatched a lot um it's also one of it's you know as as a doctor who fan when when you aren't podcasting with other people which is rare but on the occasions that you're watching the show and you're not podcasting uh with the person you're watching it with and you you're looking for episodes to introduce new viewers to
0: oh yes um, this would be a great one yeah
1: because yeah. it's 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 funny it's pacey the special effects are good you don't need to really know that much about doctor who to keep up with it um and so it so it works really well uh, uh that way you do
0: want to ask someone before you show it like do if you saw a werewolf, would you assume that's like a bad guy? And if they yeah. say no, then it's like, well, then <laughs> yeah, this might okay, not be the might, one yeah. for you.
1: Um, have you ever owned the world's largest diamond and struggled with cutting it? You know, it's like, and then because yeah. you don't want to trigger people, you want to make sure right, like, right, they're right. like, oh, yeah, I yeah. have, and that was a really terrible thing. And you're like, okay, then we should, like, we should okay, watch this. So, let's like, watch jewelry, jewelry challenges. Let's, let's watch difficult.
0: the jewelry channel for a little <laughs> while. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, uh, yeah. Um, uh, uh, and, and 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 what I think is cool about it too, and and you know, I'm putting this above Caves of Adventure, which is a big move for me. Um, I'm really working through some stuff here. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, it it's a deceptively simple episode in that you know they're running around the castle and they're trying to get, but it, it has a clever sort of like uh, Caves of Adventure. There's a clever plot really going on around it with the whole um you know the diamond and the telescope and all the things fit together really well um yeah and and so that i think that you know it's not that like, his
0: father had built it yeah the, uh, and, and, you know, and the
1: mistletoe, stuff, and, and it's not it's not like you just like got to the end and it was like oh uh, then they shot it with a laser gun like it's like oh they had a, it all comes together so that, i thought that was really well done um and then uh, tomb of the cyberman uh i agree also i put that in my it's in my top 10 at the moment um I have it uh, uh, in terms of classic series uh, right now between the Ark in Space and uh, Spearhead from Space. Um, it's a little slow, but it's got it has a it does. I think why I thought of it this, in terms of pairing it with you know Truth and Claws of Werewolf, It it has a an old horror movie Universal horror movie atmosphere to it that's really cool, right? It is it is sort of claustrophobic and and it's got it's just got a nice. Uh, atmosphere to it um and uh, the site Cy- i like the cybermen are cool monsters and um in patrick chouton is it's you know really good and it's obviously kind of a special episode in that you know it was Ooh, a whole a whole Troutman episode returns, so there was there's an excitement to that. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's it's just it does a lot of things right. Um, and uh, you know, in spite of the limitations of being made in 1960s television, um, and you know, there's definitely a number of scenes where you can see wires holding up its characters, lift each other up and stuff. It's like very obviously, um, I'm looking forward to the Blu-ray uh, to really bring out these details. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're working think, on it.
0: I think the cybermats are literally there's like hands. Pushing them yeah. at some move point, it,
1: move it, move it, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, uh but no, it works, it works really well, and, you know. Um, and uh, uh, as I said, the plot doesn't always hang together, but it just kind of moves around by the sheer conviction of the uh, you know, the, it's an atmosphere story, right? The atmosphere is what's most important, and it's like, oh, these things are gonna get you, and they're getting out of the tombs, and the doctor's being clever, and stuff like that. So, yeah, Tomb of Simon, um, uh, right uh, behind Bad Wolf, parting the ways, number nine. And above Dalek. So, be, Cyberman beating out Daleks
0: uh, right now. It's Big called. news. Big yeah. breaking news. Just breaking right here. Yeah. Uh, if people want to check out these rankings, they can go to yep. mindprobe.show/slash rankings and they can see also. If they just go to mindprobe.show, they can see notes from our episodes. Uh, John puts in a lot of work, uh, a lot of late Tons hours of it, on there. Yeah.
1: And, and just the high- be warned, everybody, uh we've had like four to six page views recently. So if the site yep. is down, uh,
0: just keep trying. Yeah. Like get, you'll get yeah. in there eventually. Servers are running a little hot right now. And so we just yeah. got to figure out <laughs> some things there. We did not pay
1: for more than two page views <laughs> a week. Uh- <laughs> it's a very niche service that we paid for.
0: We pay per page view. Yeah. So per we're page. just not. Like, don't really want to. Um, But yeah, John's been in the hyperlink mines there and he's been uh, working hard, linking some stuff there. Uh, you can see our rankings. You can see our show order if you want to watch along Madness. with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of that, what do we have in store for next week? Oh, oh if you want to contact us, you, you can. Hey, yeah. uh, don't let me stop you from doing that. I I mean, you haven't I'm done on... it before, but <laughs> you've <laughs> Why never not done that. Now? Now There's no the signs of you <laughs> wanting to do that. But if if you do, uh, you can contact me on Twitter. My uh, username is Porter Mason. So you can go at Porter Mason and use the hashtag. Hi, I watched No Not the Mind Probe, and I would like to ask you a question. And remember, hashtag no spaces. So just, yeah. and then also put hashtag resist in there, so I know you're all right. You <laughs> yeah. know, so I know you're all right. But then again, now John, as of when Donald Trump concedes, hashtag resist will suddenly be resisting Joe Biden. I might yeah. just stay. I just want to resist. I'm yeah. in it for the resisting. Do not I'm not really
1: to anyone whichever old person i mean uh, yeah i mean we, whatever you know, old
0: white man is in there i just we want to are, we're
1: him. recording these very early at this point so i mean by by the time this goes out who knows who will be president or where the president who knows will be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who knows which 70 year old white man will be president it's hard to tell <laughs>
1: hard to say but we're what, ready what for are... either one
0: what yeah, and so next week, uh what what will be or probably next week? Again yeah, we make probably. no promises. Now for thirteen weeks in a row we've had one every week. <laughs> we make no promises. Yeah what do we have in store for? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, episode. so uh, episode 14 of No, Not mm. the Mind Probe, um, we take on School Reunion, uh, the third David Tennant uh, episode in the season, um, and the return, uh, and this is not a spoiler because it happens right in the first five minutes, the return of the great Sarah Jane Smith uh, hey. to Doctor Who, which um, this was a huge episode uh, uh, for a lot of reasons, um, so uh that, and then... Um, uh and I have instructed you, so as as Porter is yes. already familiar with uh Sarah Jane Smith, um, I have instructed him to watch the Hand of Fear of Fourth Doctor episode. Uh first, um, because things that happen in the Hand of Fear will lead into or 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 set context for a school reunion. Um and I, I've I've agonized 'cause, you know, I, maybe as a new viewer I wanted you to just see school reunion first and not understand the backstory. Um and so I, I agon laying awake at night just Trying to decide what to do, but since you've already seen a bunch of Sarah Jane, I figured right, you can watch the watch the classic one first, uh, and then watch School of Union. You get that emotional so can, punch will be doubled. It'll really get. So I can wailed feel, on emotionally.
0: Yeah, I can sort of feel what it's like to be a real Doctor Who fan. Yeah, right. right. Just and a, like put it all together. A tiny glimpse into into a brighter world. But then back to back to your terrible oh, empty God, world. Yeah. What if I exactly? It's kind of like I take the red pill, and then I ultimately have to yeah. just go back and, and just go to my my workaday life. My, you know, I'm Johnny Lunchpail over here heading <laughs> to the mines. That's right. That's it. Oh man. Well, mm-hmm. John. Um, look, uh, another warning here uh, with these episodes. Like I said, about this unstoppable robot future. Um, so I, you know, we all have to do our part to to stop this you uh you're actively working in support of the robotic future actually mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i'm doing my part to stem the tide of this uh coming cyberman apocalypse mm-hmm. uh, i want what i do is once a day i just walk up to the nearest atm machine i find and i just punch it repeatedly until so my hand is a, yeah <laughs> so my hand is just like a bloodied pulp like my hand is just lunch meat and then mm-hmm. you know that's look and that's what i do. look again hashtag resist john that's what we all have to do hashtag resist, resist right. the atm machines
1: that's right so if you again if uh, if you've ever vandalized an atm machine reach out we want to hear about it on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i love police procedurals because i uh, you know as mike says you like like, no, I like that they get caught. It's that the it's that the police get them at the end. Oh
0: yeah, Kim loves serial killer uh, shows. But
1: yeah. as long as they get them. Um, but uh, um, yeah, no, it's yeah, all. She's I mean-
0: fuzzy on that. She's fuzzy on that. <laughs> <laughs>